Welcome to Hilliard Studio Podcast. I'm Liz Hilliard, the owner of Hilliard Studio Method. And I'm Lee Canelli, the director of training at Hilliard Studio Method. But we're more than just that. In fact, we are two women sharing love and life together. In this podcast, we will explore truth, authenticity, and the fears that hold us back from being our true selves. We hope to inspire you to be your most powerful self because life is short and life is good. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello again, Liz. Good afternoon, Lee. It is a good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be back. I know we haven't really gotten a solid rhythm of podcasting, no. but the, but that's kind of what life is like these days, right? That's right. That's right. Been good and busy in different ways. Well, I think it's also, hold again, we're in the end of July, almost August. Right. Um, summer is almost done. Uh, people's lives are getting ready to go back into a rhythmic pattern of school, hopefully, and, you know, businesses coming back and fall getting ready to start. And we are struggling to get back into our rhythm of podcasting. Right? That's right. It's so fun. We love it. Oh, we are. We haven't been very consistent and we love it. We're, that's our goal, our goal. But let's talk a little bit about kind of what's going on, because I think the most important message mm-hmm. or goal we're trying to accomplish with most of the things we do, and especially this is, is really about you know, the truth of what's going on in our life, authenticity and, and kind of addressing what it is, our struggles, our successes and, and going from there. So I wanted to just briefly, not even talk about, but maybe just address Mm -hmm. kind of where we are in life and what's going on. So we're doing great. We have an extra member of our family living with us at the moment and we're having a lot of fun. But, and I think a lot of our closest friends and their closest friends know that your daughter, Clary, her husband, Robert, are going through um, a health struggle with their son. And I just wanted you to address it in your way because it's their business, mm-hmm. but how that's affecting us and, and what's up. Well, that has affected us deeply. And um, as anyone knows, when they're going through a personal struggle, it is personal and it is, uh, it's, it's kind of tough and we have good days, bad days. Um, Um, so I always want to make sure that I talk about how it is affecting me. I don't speak for any other members Mm -hmm. of my family. Um, I love and adore my daughter, Clary and my son-in-law, Robert and my grandson, Cameron, who is going through a very tough battle with cancer at, um, St. Jude's in Memphis. So that's the underlying, uh, reason we have my granddaughter living with us, which is so wonderful. She's nine years old of sunshine. She's Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's, and it's also a struggle for her. So the reason we're bringing this up is life goes on, right? Right. And we're, you know, we're like, we have got to get into a a rhythm of our podcast, which honestly, you and I could both do every single day. Right. I I love it. I love talking to you and I love sharing our life and our truth and, and hopefully relating to other people Mm -hmm. as they, not only the challenges, but the, but really taking time to uh, really be grateful for the joy of life. Mm -hmm. So that said, yeah. Um, life has been really off balance. Uh, 
And that also said, uh, I'm very grateful right. that I am able to sit with you at this table again and, and live with you in this beautiful life. We have, Lee and I, we've made great decisions. And a lot of times we've, I know people disagree with that, but sure, we, sure. of course we made decisions that maybe weren't so proud of, but the basic general life decisions that I've made, uh, that has me sitting here with you today and being a grandmother of, mm -hmm. you know, my nine-year-old that's being here has brought me to a point of real, uh, peace and joy. And I think that's really all we can hope for. That's right. Um, I think that's really powerful, you know, that you're at a point, I think from the beginning of this is an example becoming a part of your life that you never think is going to happen, have handled it with such just wisdom and grace. And, and I think that has allowed the situation to be kind of the best case of a worst scenario where everybody's really supportive. Um, and I think that's all you can do. And that's so far so good. And, and, sure. and, you know, <clears throat> and again, I'll just speak for myself. Every day is different. Every moment is different during this, this latest challenge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I have to remember, this is not my challenge. This is the health challenge of my grandson. And I am here as a support system. And the only challenge I have is, you know, praying enough and wishing and hoping that he is well enough and supporting my family right. in every single way I can. And that is a happy challenge I willingly take. And lucky for me, you're willing to take it with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all just support beams for each other at right. different times. And we all, you know, are high up or low down at different times. And we just have to kind of be honest and open with each other. And, and that's life. That is life. Right. That's life. That is life. So hopefully uh, you guys out listening to this today can relate to that in some way. Um, sometimes the problems are big and sometimes they're very small, but the, I, we still say this in every time we talk and every problem is a gateway to peace and love and joy. Right. Every single one, the, even the deepest, darkest, worst things mm -hmm. ever. And that's the, what I base my life on. And that's what I believe that makes us powerful mm -hmm. is that we are human beings. Uh, the challenges that come our way are the opportunities. Um, when we get the joy, the how would we know the fluttering, beautiful happiness that we get if we didn't see the other side of that, right? Exactly. And we get to choose that. So I could choose to be sad and really dwell in that, or I can choose to recognize the sadness, choose the joy on the other side of that, which is not always easy, of course. Of so, course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you do. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, to take that and, and switch gears a little bit, I think I personally have talked to God, like a real handful of women and there may be men going through really hard and difficult divorces Yeah, right now. And I think a lot of that is a, an outcome of the pandemic and, and who knows what, and without addressing any of their specific situations, I would never do that. But I just feel so deeply for people when they are in that really hard, the hellacious fire, point. The heat. Right. Right. And kind of to always go, you will get through it. Yeah. And to your point of 
every struggle is an opportunity. And just keep I mean, walking just into say it. that enough. You can't. And, and just, I do, I feel, I feel for people going through some, a lot of hardships right now, mm-hmm. but walking and facing it is the only way to do it. Or it'll just keep following you around like a bad, you know, habit or, a, or the devil, literally the devil. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I have seen the devil and it is in my fear. Right. Right. So if you just walk through the fear, it's amazing how that devil can just sort of disappear mm-hmm. into nowhere. Right. And I think, or I know that can be a really lonely time too. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just moving through it just with yourself, I think. But with support. That's right. And people are really willing to, there's some somebody out there who has mm-hmm. gone through some version of what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we're all human. We've all had, you know, these experiences that are really challenging. Mm-hmm. And I think not getting yourself into a deep, dark hole of aloneness, mm-hmm. you know, is really important to help you get out of the fire. Yeah. And having um, a good friend or partner like you or mm-hmm. friends that support you that bring levity. I mean, honestly, when I am spend any time right now with my daughter, which is very limited, very limited, but laughter Laughter, yes. you know, joy, seeing that we're all still, still here. We're all still a family or seeing even in your situation, someone else's situation, whether they're going through a divorce or, a, or an illness in their family or, or themselves going through an illness or right. whatever, <clears throat> you know, you're still, if you woke up this morning, you have got joy in your heart or you can Find you bring it, it there. Yeah. It's there. Uh, and, and having fun. I mean, we're having fun today. We're getting ready to pick up my granddaughter in a little while and camp shop, go camp shopping. You love a good target run. Oh my God. <laughs> I never, never knew I'd be a Target uh, person. Look, but, you even say it properly. Yeah. No, I always said that, but you know, I, you know, I just, it's one of your banes. It's not one of my favorite places. And I think everyone else loves Target. You know what my favorite place is? Black Hawk Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. It's my new favorite. Black Hawk Hardware. We're going to, they are my favorite store. You can get everything there. Everything. You can get your power, you can get your lawnmower. <laughs> How many power tools can I buy? And, and now I am sounding ridiculous, but it's nope, the truth. Love it. I love my power we, we thing. We found her source of joy. My source of joy is an as a plug-in um uh, what is it? We've La- talked lawnmower. about this We've before already on the podcast. Yes. Okay. We'll have lots of plug-in. We're things. just glad you like that. You like plants <laughs> and you're so like not handy. I mean, I'm not either. I'm, I'm not. totally handy. What do you mean? No, you're not. Okay. There is a problem with the light bulbs in the kitchen. That's they what I was going and I keep changing them and they're still going out. Yeah. Is I that an electrician problem? You think? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Out of my zone. So I'm not that handy, (laughs) but I'm really um, driven. (laughs) But I mean, you know, if you spent (laughs) a long enough time at Blackhawk, then you'd probably learn Um, a lot of things. I love those guys. I mean, can you imagine how all these people are cheerful? That's a perfect example of what we're talking about. You walk in and there's a guy, he's like, you know, 85 years old with a big smile on his face going, hey, what can I get you? You need some nails? How about these with the big heads on them? I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure what I need them for, but get me four. I mean, 
It's like, I go in there and they just like, they just have these smiles on their faces. They do. And I think that's what we've got to do in life, you know? Yeah. That's what we try to do at Hilliard City Method. And I know y'all guys, maybe you've seen me lately. I hadn't been all that excited, but you know. You're still showing up. I've been going through a hard time. (laughs) But I mean, just putting a smile on your face, no matter what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, come on in. Right. You you like to work out? We're going to nail your ass to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Like how hard it is? Nah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, that's nice. It is hard. It is hard. It's a challenge. But see, we get you ready, right? Mental preparation, physical strength. I'm like, I hope this is the hardest thing you do all day. That's the truth. Because if this is the hardest thing you do all day, you have gotten life nailed. You're good to go. Good to go. You've said nail a few times. About eight times. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know. You need to hammer something. You need to get your fingernails done. I don't know. Yeah, I do. Some subliminal. Yeah. No, but I think that's, you know, what is it that when people see you, they get from you, right? Your energy, the look on your face for your family, for your kids, for a stranger. I mean, just to be able to flip that energy towards that abundance. And why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, just because things look a little dark outside, make it lighter. Mm -hmm. Um, I read this a long time ago. 80% of life is showing up. And also your first impression is the impression people always have of you. I mean, so if you, you know, that's interesting. You know, I just heard, I was driving to pick up my daughter at camp and was listening to a podcast that Chelsea Handler was on. Oh, I love her. And the woman asked her, the host asked her, what's kind of the worst advice you've ever gotten? And I love her because she was like, those platitudes are just, they're stupid. And the specific one was. She used that one? The 80%? No, that the first impression is the most important one. She's like, no, it's not. You meet people all the time who you might not like and eventually you like them or vice versa. Yeah, but see, I'm not, no, I'm going to go backwards on that. Sometimes you won't give people a second chance or, you know, some people have short attention. I I don't know. You're a short attention. I think it's important. I think it's important, you know, to... Just show up. Just show up. Okay. Just show up and try to be, try to be yourself. People don't like you if you're yourself. You're trying to be something else. They're not going to like you. There you go. saying. However, I do like Chelsea. No matter what. (laughs) No matter what. (laughs) So what else did you learn on your drive to camp? So Lee just picked up her, you just picked your daughter up from Marywood after five weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, so jealous. Since I am sort of, not sort of, no, since I'm in a relationship with you and you are a camper, a Pollyanna, you know, literally it's, but I've been to this place, Marywood. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most uh, idyllic, scenic, beautiful places I've ever seen. And I wish I could, could go there for five weeks. I know. Don't we all? Yeah. She's very, very lucky. Lucky little girl. Met a lot of new friends, which I like. Mm-hmm. No technology for the whole time. Very pure and wholesome and just getting back down to the basics of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're all 12 and 13. All her friends she met, they're all sobbing when I picked her up. I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, I still am friends with the people I went to camp with. So it's a really good. nice experience. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to go into the white privilege thing, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, you can. You That's exactly what it is. Water. I was like, I ain't. It's, it's one of the Of things. course it is. Oh, it is. It is a very white privilege thing. And right. I, I just, I saw the pictures. I don't deny and, it. And good for, good for them. And just as long as you keep it real, you know. That's what you're, you're I have issues doing. with that. Yeah. 
Well, what's your issue? Well, my issue is that um, I really wish everyone could do something like that. Right. We don't live in a society yet that uh, affords every child to be able to go to a really great place and spend some time away from all the adult humans that, you know, Mm -hmm. the kids that need it the most, probably the kids that need it most probably need to go there. Right. Yeah. But anyway, not to, not to bring your, not to burst your balloon. I mean, I completely understand it. It's a, yeah at least a nonprofit camp, the, you know, yeah, exactly. No, I can try to defend it. It's, you don't need to defend it. It's, it's, it's idyllic and, uh, and, and good for her. I'm just so glad she got to do that. Right. Maybe she'll be a better person who, yeah. who exactly. gives back to earth and the world. Person. She doesn't need to be a better person. Well, She's I know, a good then person. Better than you. No, uh, <laughs> no, we're all good people. So, um, yeah, but I, I think that's great. And I think that we're all coming through a summer of, uh, we're just keeping our fingers crossed that the people that are not vaccinated. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because this is starting you want. to drive me crazy. I know. I do have a grandson who is suffering and I really need you guys to get vaccinated because people are at risk that, you know, I'm going to go see him next week and uh, we'll get our COVID tests and we'll make sure we're okay to see him. And we're, I'm, I'm vaccinated. And my granddaughter is not, of course, because she's not eligible. She's only not nine. old enough. Right. Um, it's tricky. But if all of us could just think beyond our, and I don't mean, I know everybody's got their reasons for not sure. being vaccinated, but it's to me, it's sort of like I, if you choose to drink and drive, that's really not an, a right you have to do because you're putting people at risk. And to me, not getting vaccinated is the same thing. You are putting people that are vulnerable to this disease at risk. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, if you look at it that way, these children now who are not and cannot be, mm-hmm. why is it fair that they're exposed? Right. I mean, and they had to miss a whole year's Well, school. that's the thing. They were the ones who, you know, got locked up for over a year and couldn't go to school and couldn't have normal childhoods. Right. And order to protect the elderly. Right. And so now anyone now, who can choose to can get vaccinated yet. You know, you're choosing not to, to put other people in danger. And And if you're not, I'm sure you have different reasons, but then maybe you choose to mask up or stay at home. Exactly. I mean, if we were all told to quarantine and stay home to make this stop, then you can choose not to get vaccinated, but you're also, I don't feel like it's fair. I I think that's to put people at risk, either stay home if you don't. Yeah. You're the one that needs to stay home, not me. I'm vaccinated, right. right? Well, and it's just, it was, this is, it's not going anywhere. We see that the variants are changing mm-hmm. and the more and more it keeps hopping, the more variations we're going to have of this variants, whichever you call it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to affect business and economy. Wow. That's the thing. Time. And being a small business owner, and I know I'm some of you guys can PPP relate. done with loans. I yeah. mean. Yeah, well, I'm done with, yeah. If you haven't done, done one, then. Loans. <laughs> we just were trying to talk to our banker and he goes, I'm on vacation in Florida right now. I'm like, well, we need to get forgiveness of this second PPP mm-hmm. loan. So I know that we've talked during the pandemic about how well we did. And yes, we did well, but we also did well because we had a handout from the government and that's what the PPP loan was for small businesses. And thank God for that. Um, because we have made it, we were 14 months, you know, out of our regular business hours mm-hmm. and yes, all streaming and all that. But so yeah, we're, we kind of are, I'm at my wits end of tolerating, you know, 
the whole I'm not going to be vaccinated because I think it's there's all these conspiracy theories. At least read the right science and or read the science, not the right, right. science. There's no right. There's just science, right? Right. Talk to your doctor. Um, get off Facebook for God's sakes. Whatever's Ugh. going on there with these conspiracy theories is is really making us literally sick and dying. So uh, it's funny. We were talking to somebody today. We're going to do this cool thing that we'll talk to you about another time when I can actually <laughs> speak literally about it. But it's a podcasting uh, thing we're going to do in the fall. And uh, where was I going with that? I have no idea. Um, but shoot, anyway, I forgot my train of thought, but it was something about the whole people need to get vaccinated. They're hoping this oh, a group of people right. in downtown Charlotte, we're going to have come, people coming in. There'll be live podcasters. We're going to be mm-hmm. one, you know, also in this group down at Spirit Square in September. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any details, but I'm going to tell you exactly what we're doing. <laughs> well, we don't know it yet. We haven't gotten the whole thing. Right. Um, no, it'll be good. But to the point to is the that, point. you know, that can't happen if, you know, our yeah. numbers yeah. in Charlotte, if we become a big red zone again. And- right. So anyway, bottom line, for your children's sake, for your parents' sake, for your business sake, for the economy's sake, get vaccinated. You are not going to have a chip in your body and you're not going to have your fertility impaired. All those things are not true. And, you know, find out the facts. There's my public service announcement. There it is. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So 180. Where are you going to take it now, Queen? No, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to be levity and then I go right down, right down into it. You're like, actually I have an opinion about that. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, which is good. Um, let's just go back to, um, talking about how about relationship? How about, Mm -hmm. You know, we've been listening to other podcasts, which I think are fascinating. And, you know, I'm a big Glennon fan because I read Untamed and I listened to a podcast and you did too. I did. When she interviewed her husband. I thought that was great. And how the new nuclear, and I hope you guys will listen to her or read it. And I'm sure you do. Most people do. But um, how the new nuclear family is not necessarily what one grows up to imagine. Mm -hmm. And as long as we imagine that there's only going to be one daddy, one mommy, you know, and the children, then we are going to impair our own growth as human beings. For instance, if you and I are in a relationship. That's right. Well, and I think more than that, it's not um, demonizing heterosexual relationships with 2.5 kids. It's entering into that when you think you should, not because it's what's best for both people. Right. Right. Right? So we grow up with a lot of imprints and thoughts about who we are and what we should be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty incredible if anyone in their twenties really kind of knows independently of anybody else, Mm -hmm. what they believe and what they stand for and who they love and, and why. And if you love someone, you, you, it's, it's your job, I believe to, help their growth. And sometimes people grow apart for sure. But if we're not allowing our partner to grow in whatever way he or she needs to do, then, then that is a stagnant relationship that I think a lot of people kind of do Mm -hmm. and people get married and they're going, Oh, there's, there's going to be no divorce in this family. I never thought I'd get divorced. I mean, I, of course, we've talked about Aubrey a million times and had a great relationship with him. But yeah, we, we ran our course and look how happy we are. 
And exactly. I think he's happy. And, you know, we can, we're doing family right now, me, you, Aubrey, Clary, uh, you know, the, uh, all the, the, our whole family is doing life right now as a unit. That's right. And sometimes the blessings of sickness remind us all of what we actually, who we actually are. Mm-hmm. I have no problems with an ex-husband. He has no problems with you. Or if he does, he certainly is not bringing them to the table. Um, and it's just healthy. Right. For our children. It is. And I think what your family has done so well has been open and communicative. I think a lot of people in my situation are in it because no one talks about the elephant in the room or doesn't have practice on how to communicate or how to handle hard, difficult things. You Mm -hmm. want to sweep them under the rug. You have pride. You want other people to look at you a certain way. And I think that's only going to cause, well, problems down the road. I think that things are changing. And I think when people are really sticking by their guns and like there will be no divorce in this family, there will be no gay and lesbian, you know, whatever mm-hmm. in my family, that's just not done. That sort of thing. I think that is starting to be a real red flashing light on that person themselves. Society is changing. Society is changing. So they are people, regular church going, regular conservative, good people are looking I think, as I know, because I have friends that are totally that, right, right. that are looking at my lifestyle and um, applauding it, honestly, mm-hmm. and just good for you being And the you. reason, why do you think is? Right. Uh, it's telling my truth. It's not because yeah. I'm with a woman. It's, I mean, we said that before, I, you be a man or a woman. It's because I'm not going to be stooping to someone else's uh, impression of me. It's right. always going to be... Uh, I'm going to go with my heart and my gut first because that's who I am. And anytime I suppress that, I am less than the shining light that I am. Beautiful. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And I think two parts of that Glennon podcast that we alluded to that really resonated with me. Um, One, I think a caller called her in and talked about like the shame and guilt Mm. of divorce and Glennon's message and listen to it. I'm not trying to steal it, but it just, it really, I felt that it's, you know, staying in a marriage that isn't sustainable or, you know, good for everybody versus the hard part of divorce. Like there's two hard things. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to pick one, right? Exactly. And to her point, what I 100% believe is that, you know, I would have preferred to have gone through the hard thing of divorce in order to show my children my best self and what example of marriage I wanted them to see. Exactly. Exactly. And I think also there, Glennon and her husband are, are a unicorn of divorce as far as the way they've given each other grace. And, you know, it's interesting because he cheated on her. Correct over the time, over many years. And then she fell in love with Abby. Mm -hmm. So I almost wonder if it was a little bit easier, like, well, we've both Mm -hmm. come full circle here instead of kind of just blame towards one another. But I think they're, they're quick to say they were, I didn't mean to interrupt, Go ahead, but they were, they really worked through it. And that's the therapy they went to. Um, 
they got to the part about in therapy, like, why did he cheat? Or, and, mm-hmm. and I really, you know, mainly, you know, I hate the word cheat. I do know. Because to me, when you go outside of your relationship with another human being, when you've made a promise not to, there's generally so much more that go, that's going on than, oh, I'm just a bad, bad person and I'm going to go cheat on my partner. Right. Um, he had some real issues things right and she listened to them mm-hmm. there weren't this stuff is not easy this is not no. easy to swallow but but to look on the other side it's just like we talked about going through the pain the darkness the scary stuff if you can go get like they did to the other side look at the relationship exactly of a marriage the woman is now with another woman the man is looking for another woman as well but i also got this message from that podcast they move and do as a unit. unit. They're co-parenting. They co-parent all of them. Mm-hmm. There's two women and one man. And if, when he gets married to another woman or has another woman in his, his life, they will all be together. And that's not that it's seamless and that's easy. Right. It's just as messy as life. But But I think they did the work to get there. I mean, I think they always can look back and for their example, say, well, we weren't really a great match. Like we knew that, but they did it anyway. And they had beautiful kids and then they were able to really talk it all through. So they knew what each other was dealing with and coming with. I mean, that's the example of going through fire to come out stronger because again, it's about the example for your children. Exactly. And so getting back to me and you, that's what I believe my ex-husband Aubrey and I are striving to do. And every day is different. And some days are easier and some days are just really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the my ex-husband and I, our goal is to keep a family unit intact. And um, that doesn't know it's not always easy. And uh, and I know you struggle with it with your ex because y'all aren't there yet. Right. But right. We're but, both trying our best and mm-hmm. have a good level of respect. But it doesn't mean the things that were hard before are suddenly easy because mm-hmm. you're divorced. Right. I mean, a lot doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And so you have to really get out of yourself. And I told you yesterday, like I need to call a therapist about X, Y, Z because X, Y, Z was gnawing me, mm-hmm. you know, for an extended period of time, my brain was kind of just on repeat of something that was frustrating or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got to get help where you can to have the skills to deal with it because you can't, we know those pains, those sicknesses just cause sickness. Correct. You got to let it go somehow one way or the other. Back to your decision-making process. Mm-hmm. You decided to walk out of a marriage that everybody said would be the worst possible choice you could make because no one was going to accept you. And you did it anyway. I did the same thing with different circumstances around me. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to 10, how happy are we right now? 25. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> What's your number, by the way? <laughs> I was going to say 10. 10. I like 25. I'm going with the 25. No, I mean, when you make the hard choices that you think are absolutely impossible, really and truly, you walk under the other side. Right. And when you know those choices are coming from the real soul, the deep heart soul, then you, when you get to be yourself, the freedom and the fun, the literal absolute daily fun that living <laughs> life like that is, you can't even imagine it. That is nirvana almost some way. Right. I mean, it's heaven. 
I mean, just a relationship where you can call me up like you did yesterday and go, oh my gosh, I feel like I had like PTSD or maybe I called it that. And I, you know, I had this conversation and it was just came back. We can talk about literally anything, even things that maybe would be hurtful to one another in some other relationship. And it's just not anymore. That's right. Because we're coming from a place of real love. And that's what I hope for everyone listening to this podcast, wherever you are and maybe your relationship is the best in the world. And thank God for that. Just keep, keep spreading your joy. If that's you right. Got that spread your joy. Right. Because at some point speaking to divorce, if you were married somebody and had kids with them, especially like there were points of joy, oh, right? Gosh, so like yeah. you can do it. So, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes and I would not do anything differently, but I've learned like, Ooh, maybe that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, however, my ex and I handled something. If it was in front of the kids by accident, you go, Ooh, like you make mistakes and you learn. But I think if you can rise above the, you know, vitriol and the mm-hmm. anger towards each other. Plus it's really important because the kids are going to suck up. They're sucking it everything. Up. They're very resilient. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be okay, but they suck up the energy, whether you say those things right. to them or not, you can say nothing, which is so much worse because they're just reading the energy. They feel it. They swallow it. They drink it. It's in the furniture. Mm-hmm. So you can't hide. You think you can't. Yeah. not, <laughs> not going to happen. Plus, I don't think it's that bad. Maybe if they see a disagreement sometimes between adult people, they see that things don't go so smoothly all the time. That's right. You hurt people's feelings. You apologize and you say that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would hope that I would do that with you. If you I do. Had. And I think that's the point is, you know, we're lucky because obviously we started out as good friends. Like there was no, um, not a table full of other issues going on in our lives that we had to mm-hmm. address. Right. So I think people get to a stage and it's like, let's throw kids in the mix. Yeah. Ooh, now we just did. Stir. We got a nine year old. We're new right? moms. We're new moms. <laughs> let's stir the pot and put like financial issues oh, in there. Yeah. Let's have a bankruptcy or something. Right. right. And then let's throw like <laughs> politics, religion, <laughs> Ooh, work stresses, pandemics in the pot. Let's stir it up and see if you can handle it. <laughs> and if you didn't really like each other or you don't have any coping skills or you can't be honest, you're fucked. Like it's true. I mean, it's true. You, it's true. You are. It's hard. And that's when either you get hard with it, as my mother used to say, <laughs> you, if it's hard, you get hard with it and you get some help or you, or you're not afraid to walk away and go, wait a minute. This, all of these little things that just stirred into our pot just showed us a picture of who we are. Mm-hmm. Maybe we aren't that is those people that should be together. Or maybe I love you because there is that seed way down there in the bottom of this pot that, damn it, I am willing to fight for it. Right. Let's go fight for it. Let's get well, together and, and go to the that's where I want people to get to. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I'm never going to promote get divorced or just walk Neither. away. Yeah. I mean, no, we can say it kind of flippantly, like get out. But, you know, there's certain cases where it's a no brainer. But life is hard when you stir that pot. But if you're living a relationship, sometimes maybe even married to a narcissist or something, it's not really a no brainer. You know, we can look from the outside and go, they needed to be divorced. But yeah, it's hard. So, I mean, I, I just going back to it. I love the fact that whatever I had to pay the price for, and I've paid some prices, you've paid the prices 
it's been more than I ever imagined worth it. Absolutely. More than I imagined. I didn't know you could live this passionately. Isn't that great? I kind of thought you maybe could, but the, it, even my highest expectation of living the passionate life that I'm, that I thought I could leave was nothing like what we're doing mm. right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how it's supposed to be. I agree. We're supposed to be firing on all those burners and having this passion, not only for each other, but we but have life. passion for life, you know? Right. So I mean, get out there, let's do it. It's not that hard when you do look around. I mean, mm. we're so lucky. Mm. And I wouldn't say we're lucky. We're, we are fortunate that we had the that's courage right. to listen to our heart. And to me, that is the hardest thing to do is to have the courage to listen to your heart because your heart speaks continuously by the cold you get, by the the stuff that creeps up in your life, the choices in boyfriend, girlfriends you make. It's going, here's what you want. Here's what you don't. You just have to pay attention. Mm. Happy so anyway, hearts. Yeah. <laughs> so we got through that. We're um, good. Yeah. So nice let's, let's go. What's our, what's our seed to leave with everybody today? I think that's it. Yeah. Live passionately. Where is that? Pa- maybe you don't feel passionate today. Find it. It's in there. It's like Aubrey said to me, meaning my granddaughter, Aubrey, the other day, and I'm teaching the lessons, you know, you can't help but teach the lessons your mother teaches you. Yeah. She goes, Dee Dee, I'm bored. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, so you're boring, right? Because the words you use describe who you are. I always, sorry, mom. Old school, I like it. Jumps in me all the time. But it's the truth, you know? If you're bored, do something. If you're not feeling your passion, it's there. Just dig in there and find it. Or just open your eyes to the people in front of you and see Mm -hmm. it. Sometimes it's just right in front of your face. Almost always is. I know that much is true. (laughs) Like right now? Yep. (laughs) okay sign us off all right everybody thanks for listening it was fun today it was fun thanks for letting me vent about the uh, pandemic and the vaccinations and there you uh, go white privilege yeah we really (laughs) aced those topics (laughs) lord have mercy yeah so we'll see you in a week or so there's a hummingbird outside is that Uh, good luck yes that's beautiful Uh uh-huh See all your gardening that's gone to good use. Yes. You're attracting the animals and nature and beauty. <laughs> but, you know, over under on when we'll be back on the mic. Hopefully, uh, hopefully sooner than in later. Two weeks. Hopefully in two weeks. I like it. Let's all do right. it. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today. Hilliard Studio Method is open. We offer classes inside, outside, or at home via Zoom, as well as our streaming platform. For more details, you can go to hilliardstudiomethod.com. Please follow us at Hilliard Studio Method, and I'm at Lee Canelli. I'm at Liz Hilliard HSM. I hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review the Hilliard Studio podcast. Thank you.